Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Chad Lindblom, who is Chief Information Officer at CH Robinson. And today we're going to talk about the digital transformation of supply chains. Now, this is a term that you, you hear a lot these days, but what does it mean in the context of supply chain management? You know, how will technologies such as artificial intelligence and Internet of Things, you know, improve or help, you know, supply chain management in the years ahead? You know, what are some of the hurdles ahead? Are, are most companies ready or are they behind the curve when it comes to this? You know, so those are just some of the questions that, um, you know, we're going to explore uh, today. And it's great to have Chad, who's, you know, obviously in, in the front lines of, of many of this in, in his role there at C.H. Robinson to kind of share his thoughts and, and perspectives on, on this topic. So, uh, Chad, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Adrian. Now, uh, you know, Chad, your first time guest here on, on Talking Logistics. So like, like we always do, just before we dive into the topic, I, I'm always curious about how people end up in the supply chain logistics industry. So uh, if you could briefly just tell us a little bit about your career path and, and how you ended up at C.H. Robinson. Obviously, you're, you're the CIO there, but maybe a little bit about, you know, kind of your responsibilities there at, at C.H. Robinson. Sure. Um, I started at C.H. Robinson in 1990. So I've been here about 27 years. I came straight out of college. So the 90s was kind of a tough job market and it was a job I was offered. So it wasn't planned to be in logistics. I spent my first 25 or so years at Robinson in the finance department, including 15 years as the CFO. About two and a half years ago, I transitioned over to being the CIO to uh, help us transform our technology platform as technology is becoming more and more important in the logistics industry. I thought my industry knowledge and my company specific knowledge could be better leveraged leading the technology department. Yeah, that's great. So, so a long, long tenure there, uh, a variety of roles. Um, you know, so obviously starting out in the 90s, you, you've seen a lot of the, uh, the, the changes that have taken place in, in the technology uh, realm and, and the impact that it's having on, on, on this industry. Um, you know, I started my career in, in the 90s as, as well and, and kind of saw the whole dot-com and everything else. Uh, and, and it's been, a, a, you know, a fast pace a, a ever since. Um, so so let's, let's dive into the topic now. And, and like I said in my opening remark, you know, that, that phrase, digital transformation, is a term you hear a lot these days. But, you know, to get started, I mean, what, is, what does it mean in the context of supply chain management? Okay, so if you look at supply chains and how they're dynamically changing today and becoming more complex, things like e-commerce and direct-to-consumer deliveries, uh, the globalization, which has obviously been going on for quite a while, smaller, more frequent shipments, and shippers more aggressively managing their supply chains um, have all driven the need for greater technology. So the digital transformation, if you will, has start, started many years ago, probably about the time that I started here. But with the recent uh, advancements in technologies and things become more, becoming more reasonably priced in the, in the area, it has just led to a lot of automation. It's people should be managing by exception now rather than having to look at everything going on in their supply chain. Um, and again, the smaller global, smaller shipments, more frequent shipments, globalization has really driven the need for automation. Yeah, no, I, 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 absolutely. And I think you touched upon, you know, you know something here that, that's always my, my question, or I, it's a question I get a lot. And I'm kind of curious what your, your perspective is, because, you know, on the one hand, you say, okay, did, you know, digitalization or the digital transformation. And yeah, I think back to, you know, the late 90s when the web and the internet, you, you know, were, were just making their way into the business world. And, and, 
I don't know if you remember those days, everybody was putting E in front of everything, right? It was e-business, e-logistics, e-transportation, yep. right? Um, so, uh, you know, some folks said, well, what's different today, right? I mean, what, what's, haven't we been digitized for a long time? What, why is this term kind of coming back in, in, the, in, the, in the forefront? So, I mean, what's, what's your take? I mean, uh, you know, haven't supply chains been, you know, digital for a while already? What, what's different today? I think that you're right that they, there has been some digitization going on at the supply chains for a very long period of time, like I mentioned. Um, what's different today is there's a lot more technology available. People have figured out how to use technologies. Things like uh, location services were very expensive back then to get satellite location services of a shipment, where today both through GPS on, on smartphones as well as still satellites, everything's gotten a lot more cost efficient. So it's allowed more uh, visualization of data. The, you know, the, the web technologies have continued to get better and more stable and allowed for greater automation and sharing and extending of systems beyond one company's four walls. And so one of the big things that we're always focused on is building our technology ecosystem of having different ways to integrate with our trading partners. We still have the traditional telephone. One of our employees enters the load. One of our employees manually finds a truck to get the truck moved. That's still a big part of the marketplace because of basically our trading partners technology capability. But we've moved in far greater percentage of our freight, and I think the industry's freight is, is being tendered electronically through EDI and other batch file processing methods, as well as moving towards API integration. Uh, the whole web and mobile has created, or especially mobile, I guess the web was there in 2000, has created a different means of integrating with our customers and carriers to give them even more flexibility on interacting with us and getting information on their supply chain. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I think that, that that's a lot of what I, I see as well. I mean, I, I think, you know, the, um, just to echo some of the points you made, I think what's part of what's different today is that uh, you're seeing a lot more of the trading partners really getting connected, right? Because of the, 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 the price points of the technologies have come down uh, because of the mobile and the smartphones and, and, and things like that, where you're now you're seeing a lot of those trading partners that in the past, were by the wayside because you just couldn't, you know, afford these technologies and, and you still had the facts, even though those things still right. exist today, right? Um, you know, I, th I think the, the ability now to better integrate and, and be able to get information from a greater percentage of trading partners, I think, is, is, a, is a key, you know, factor here as well. Right. Yeah, um, we focus on trying to move the, what we call traditional, so phone, fax, email, communications with our trading partners. We try to get them to move to web and mobile. We try to get, as they get bigger, move web and mobile into one of a machine to machine talking to each other, whether that's EDI or APIs. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the other, the other big change is, I think it's been a necessity, right? Because, you know, one of the things that I know when I talk to shippers, manufacturers, retailers, I mean, the common thread over the past few years has been, it's becoming more and more difficult for them to keep up, not, not so much with change, because that's always been the case, but with the rapid pace of change. And, and you know, the, the, the ever-present need to have, you know, timely, accurate, complete data and information to, to help them make smarter decisions faster, I, I think that's, you know, running 
side by side with what's happening on the technology front to help it, you know, enable that. Um, so, so let, let's talk about, you know, one disruptive technology in particular that, that's certainly generating a lot of, you know, buzz and, and discussion today. And, and that's, you know, artificial intelligence or machine learning, you know, things under that, that whole umbrella. Right. I mean, what, what is, you know, what is the value proposition of, of these technologies and, and, you know, how will they help companies make, you know, better manage their supply chains moving forward? Sure. One of the ways that we use it internally, as well as on behalf of our customers, is analyzing historic data to uh, optimize pricing. So what is the right price for a particular shipment or for a group of shipments when you're bidding on a more contractual or year-long rate basis, using all the information of the past and also what's going on in the current environment, coupled with what the expectations are for the future and building algorithmic pricing models to help support our people when they're, when they're pricing freight to our customers and our carriers. Um, another area where we use it quite a bit is finding capacity. So it's pretty easy to say who moved to the load last time, but looking at all the available capacity that we have in our own data, as well as importing other data that are available from various sources, and sifting through that automatically to try to augment our people's intelligence, if you will, by putting new ideas in front of them in an automated way. In a lot of cases, our people would have found the same carrier or the same solution anyway, but it makes it faster and more efficient for them. Um, another big area that we're focused on is helping people manage disruptions. So looking at historic disruptions in supply chains, things like a weather event, a severe weather event, looking at what they did in the past when one of those weather events happened, looking at the corrective actions that they took and trying to automate and make those, starting with making the suggestions of here's how, um, based on your historic reaction to these events, here's how we think you should do it, and then eventually moving all the way to automatically taking actions. So if there's a hurricane in the southeast and you know you're not going to be shipping out of a D.C., where did their order ship out of last time? How, where did you divert the freight that was headed to that DC the last time? And use all those uh, types of analytics to figure out a prescriptive model and eventually actually completely take action and adjust their supply chains automatically. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's great. So, so it sounds like, um, you know, certainly the, another element of this that, that you hear a lot about is, um, you know, moving from kind of reactive to um, prescriptive, right? Yep. Which you talked talked about there, and then ultimately to to predictive, right? And bringing in right. third party data sources, whether it's weather or uh, other uh, data sources, traffic data, things of that nature, to help you kind of potentially predict what might be happening, you know, in the hours ahead or the days ahead, and then make it make more proactive action. So, so do you see that? You see that moving in that direction, kind of more prescriptive, more predictive. Yes, we, we are definitely working on that and have a, a supply chain visibility and disruption management tool under <clears throat> continuous delivery or uh, iterative delivery of incremental value. So today, it, show, it can show customers their total supply chain where something is. It allows, we do some predictions on are those shipments going to be late. We have weather overlays and traffic overlays. We're looking at the shipments and weather patterns and predicting is a weather pattern in this, sh in this shipment gonna cross and giving proactive notification back to the users. 
Great, great. You know, one of the things that always comes up, you know, sometimes is, you know, you know, as, as these technologies, you know, become much more intelligent and, and sort of start automating, you know, some of these decisions and processes. I mean, does, does artificial intelligence and machine learning mean that, you know, you, you and I are going to be out of a job, uh, you know, in a few years? Or, you know, does it mean that, you know, tomorrow's, you know, supply chain professionals need new types of skills and, and, and knowledge to succeed in, in this new environment? Yeah, I think the types of skills that will be needed in logistics will continue to change and evolve, but I do not think the human factor will ever go away. Um, it takes people like us to figure out the models. So somebody has to figure out the models. And they're, um, a rela relationships are still really important in the supply chains between the logistics service providers, the carriers, and the customers and the shippers. So it definitely takes some... Um, um, you can't build a model to predict every single situation. So yes, we will have fewer people likely per transportation dollar spend involved in the, in the industry, but there's still, uh, there's still definitely a need for people. There's, um, but they will be focused on more higher value added tasks. We're, we've been talking a lot about artificial intelligence, but there's also just the whole automation aspects that are available to, in today's marketplace. So, less people doing tasks that can be automated and what tasks can be automated are changing and increasing every day. So having our people focus on, on knowledge work rather than task work is a big area of focus for us and any other, uh, anybody else in the supply chain industry. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I was at a conference recently and, and it was another, um, you know, logistics service provider that was uh, presenting. And, and one of the things that he talked about, it was the CEO and he, he showed kind of their org chart and the number of data scientists that they've hired, you know, over the yeah. past year. And these are all, you know, PhDs from, you know, top schools. And, and, and they were basically data scientists, you know, which, you know, if you go back 10, 15 years ago, that wasn't the kind of, um, you know, the, the type of job profile description that you might have seen at a logistics service provider. Yeah, we're, we're adding quite a few too. And they are a different type of person, a different skill, but they're, they're very good at anal, you know, bringing things forward and ideas forward and finding patterns that n you never would have dreamt of. So we are also increasing the number of data scientists we're hiring. Um, one of the things that I think people get stumbled up sometimes in this uh, artificial intelligence data science type work is because it's a buzzword, they want to have some. So they go out and they hire them and they don't really have their plan put together yet. So you can burn through a lot of hours without the direct, you know, without the business vision first, you need the business vision first and the problems you're trying to solve before you say, let's just get some data scientists and get to work. Right. That, that, that's a great point. I, I, yeah, you, you've seen that historically with, you know, companies chasing the next new shiny piece of technology, yep. but it, it's funny to, to see that happening also with, you know, people chasing the next, you know, shiny new, you know, business, you know, uh, skill or, or right. a type of employee that, that you need. Yeah, don't feel like you need to add a data scientist unless you actually have a project for them to work on just because everybody else is talking about data science. Yeah, that's a, that, 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 that's a great point. Um, you, you know, I think it's, overall, I think it's fantastic for the industry. You know, I think a lot more education needs to take place, particularly to those in the, uh, uh, at the university level right now and, and kind of the next generation of workers because I think historically the logistics industry has gotten this kind of blue-collar type of, of perception, right? It's about moving boxes, right. it's about driving trucks. When in reality, when you peel back the onion, you see what, what you guys are doing and, and some of your peers in the industry are doing, 
you know, it's very highly technical, a lot of cool technology going on, a lot of interesting, you know, problems that you're solving with technology and, 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 and likewise. So I, I think, you know, I think it's, it's a great career opportunity for a lot of folks that are, you know, it, it's, it's a, you know, a lot of people think about, oh, I want to work for Apple, I want to work for Amazon, I want to work for Google. Um, but there's a lot of interesting things going on in, in companies like yours and your peers in the industry. Yeah, there are. Um, even in the, just the technology field, we have about 820 people in IT and about 650 of them are developing software. So we're a software development shop just like some of the other startups, only we have a lot of business. So the technology you build right away gets put into action and can make a meaningful impact rather than building just a new technology tool and then trying to find the freight to manage with it. Right, right. No, that's a great, that's a great point. Um, and you, you kind of touched upon this already, you know, when we were kind of commenting about, you know, hiring data scientists, but not really having the right strategy or the, the, the plan, you know, for them. I mean, are most companies in your, you know, that you work with, or at least that you, you kind of see from your perspective, are, are they ready for this digital transformation? I mean, what, what are some of the main hurdles that, that, that they face and, and how can they overcome them? I think some of the, some of the hurdles that I see others are they come up with a good idea in the logistics space, but they really don't have logistics experience or backgrounds. So they build some pretty neat technology, but then is it the, really the right thing to apply? Um, so I think one of the advantages companies like us and some of our peers have is we're building from an operator's perspective. So when we work on our supply chain visibility and disruption management tools, We've been doing this for 100 years, so we really know what to target and what to focus on. Some of the you know, people who are just getting started, they have as talented technology people as we do, but are they building the right thing? So the most important thing that we focus on, and it's part of the reason why I'm over here, I'm not a technologist. I've always had interest in it, and I do a lot of business architecture and high-level system architecture with my team. But it's not that I'm a technologist, it's I have the business knowledge in the background to help prioritize and define what we should build. So one of the hurdles I just see is really smart people, lots of technology, don't have the right industry background to maximize their investment. That's a great, that's a great point. I think obviously as a logistics service provider, you know, logistics supply chain is your core business, right? So by default, um, you know, the, you as the CIO and your team and the operations obviously have to work very tightly together to be a successful company. I think what I see in a lot of manufacturers and retailers and, and kind of shippers is this lack of, you know, true collaboration between the IT team and the supply chain team, right? It's, it's more of, um, you know, it's a supporting function, if yeah. you will, but it's not so much, you know, where they're aligned uh, from a business strategy, from a supply chain strategy standpoint, from an alignment standpoint. I mean, that's, that's what I see it in some cases. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we have lots of experience with that and see it all the time in shippers. Supply chains, as you mentioned earlier, are getting more and more focus in companies. But still, when you look at IT allocation in a lot of companies, it tends to be the bottom right. priority. So a big part of our services that we offer is let us be your transportation management system. Let us be your cloud-based provider of transportation services. So we have many customers, even technology-focused customers, that rely on us to provide them with transportation management systems. 
for instance, Microsoft, we manage Microsoft's total supply chain. So all the Xboxes, uh, surfaces and things like that, we are managing that supply chain for them. Everything from the bulk um, shipments by air and ocean from the manufacturing in Asia to Europe and the US down to the parcel level distribution and if anytime anybody orders anything on Microsoft.com. So even a company like Microsoft, building out a transportation management system is not top on their priority list. They came to us. Right, right. That's no, very, very, very interesting. That's a, that's a great case study there. Uh, you know, Chad, we're, we're running out of time here, so I'm just going to go right to, to my last question here. I mean, as a way to wrap up, I mean, what questions should, you know, C-level executives or, or and supply chain, you, you know, executives, uh, you know, ask themselves to assess whether they're, you know, behind the curve or ahead of the curve when it comes to, you know, digital supply chain transformation? Uh, there's a few, a few different things. We've touched on some of them already, but do you know where your shipments are? Do you know what's on those shipments? And do you, you don't want to look at every shipment, like I mentioned earlier. So dots on a map don't do a lot, but you really need, which ones need your attention? So is there exception management built into it? Um, are you analyzing your network, not just to minimize transportation costs, but to look at total landed cost of a product? So where it's manufactured, where you're sourcing the materials, how much freight does that add, the storage costs, the inventory carrying costs. So are you really looking at total landed costs? Because sometimes when people think about managing their supply chain, they're looking at what's the cheapest way to get something moved. But in, in, to do it well, you should be looking at everything from sourcing raw materials all the way to getting it to your end customer. Um, in order to do that, and you mentioned this earlier, is you can't have your information in silos and a bunch of different systems. Is all your information in one place so that you can do that type of analysis is something we run into a lot as we're onboarding new customers is let's talk about what you're spending now across the globe and look at your total supply chain and they're working out of 10, 12 different systems and they don't have any idea. So one of the things is getting all that information together into a way that you can turn some data into useful information that you can take action on. So do you know your supply chain really and do you have all the data together? If you don't, you're probably behind the curve. And then another thing which is pretty simple and it's been around for a while, but there's a lot of shippers that aren't doing this. Do you have an objective scorecard for your logistics service providers and are you scoring and meeting with them and constantly looking for ways to improve? So are you doing constant you know, improvement initiatives, continuous improvement initiatives, or is it just on autopilot? Yeah, those, those are all great questions. I mean, I think I would, I would just add, you know, I think if you're, if you're doing the, you know, to echo the, your point about having the data and the information and the, the, the capability to make smarter decisions faster, you know, if, if you're relying on Excel uh, ma macros, right, right. I, I, think, I think you're behind the curve. If you're still yeah. dealing with a lot of facts and a lot of paper, I think you're, right. you're, you're behind the curve. And I think your last point there, I think, is, is an important one, too, is I think for a lot of companies, um, you, you know, they, they need to better leverage um, their logistics service provider partners. Right. Um, and, and really, you know, for a long time since I've been in this industry, you know, certainly the logistics service providers, I wanted their customers to view them more strategically and, and not view them as just, a, you know, a, a quote-unquote supplier, but view them as a true partner. And I think you know, those that view logistics service providers as true partners, whether they can, 
you know, fill in whatever gaps they have from a technology standpoint, from an in mm-hmm. industry knowledge standpoint, from a network standpoint, you know, et cetera. I think those will be the ones that are going to be able to, you know, achieve their objectives much yep. more quickly and effectively. Yep. I agree. So, uh, Chad, uh, you know, like I always say at the end of all our programs, you know, we always just manage to scratch the surface on these topics, but uh, you provide some great uh, insights and advice on, on this topic. So thank you very much for making the time. Thank you, Adrian. And uh, I want to thank uh, those of you that joined us today. Uh, if you are watching this episode on demand at the C.H. Robinson website or on Talking Logistics, uh, and you've you got a question or a comment for Chad, uh, for Chad, you can post it there, and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Yes, Again, I thank, again thank you all for joining us today, and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day. Thanks.